You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Britball podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome in at one and all. This is the 14 Yards Ripple podcast. Been away for a couple of weeks, week seven has been and gone though. And uh, yeah, we are back. We're back with a, with an interview. You can see to my right hand while we've got uh, head coach uh, from the East Kilbride Pirates. But uh, also returned back to the field, which I'm, I'm sure you know, was music to his ears, music to the to the ears of everyone in Scotland. Obviously, we had the Salt Tire Division uh, starting last week, but we got to see a good, a good old classic Scottish derby. Uh, and we're here all to talk all about that. So we, again, we welcome in uh, head coach McLaughlin from the East Kilbride Pirates. Uh, good evening. You, sir. Uh, yeah, good evening to you too. Thanks for having me on. Um, ah, always, always a pleasure for, to, to have you on and, and that big smiley face of yours. Yeah. Um, of course, it's, it's widened by the fact that you uh, had a, a, a victory on Sunday. I'm not quite sure how big the yeah. smile would have been should it have ended in defeat, but hey, it didn't, it didn't happen, so it doesn't really matter, Jamie. But um, yeah, again, congratulations. Obviously, that must have felt good on the, on the sideline, 18, 20 months uh, off the field. Uh, get a shout out, get a 10, a 10 nil victory over, yeah, I'll tell you, like some rivals. Obviously, yeah, for me, East Kilbride and in Edinburgh are kind of the two two main teams that I always think about when I think of, of Scottish American football. Um, yeah, how how is it you to, to feel but be back on the sideline first and foremost? Uh, yeah, good, good. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. If it hadn't been a um, complete downpour monsoon yeah. type weather, it might have been a little better. But uh, but yeah, I, it was um, it was actually largely okay a lot of the day. Um, we we had quite a lot of breaks in the weather, um, <clears throat> so it was wet, but. Um, at least it wasn't just driving rain in your face the entire day, um, and it was good to be back to football. That's that's the the thing that's number one. I think it's nice to it's nice to do things you enjoy after such a long period of um, you know. I'm sure everybody struggled through the the whole pandemic, but um, getting back and and to be honest, Amanda, uh, who obviously is the chairperson for the Pirates, um, she's done a, an absolutely phenomenal job organising all like the sheer volume of logistics. Usually I'm impressed by how much she manages to achieve, but she's been involved with the league right in the return to play for Scotland, and she's been involved with various bodies getting that organised, and she's also been running the entire Pirates club, all seven teams, I think, maybe seven. <laughs> There's so many, it grows uh, well beyond my scope. So she's been a legend and it was um, all the more enjoyable because she organised it. So uh, Well, absolutely. I, I don't think we'd have an East Cape Ride podcast if we didn't have a shout out for Amanda. So again, once again, no, shout, I know, out to, no, I shout out to Amanda. <laughs> she's honestly the, the most underrated person in all of Britbo. Absolutely. And uh, let's talk about obviously the last 18 months. There's teams that have gone through a lot of tumult. There's teams that maybe gone through a bit of less tumult. But East Coast Brides, um, from, from what I've seen as on the outside looking in, of deep, like, you've, you know, you've partnered with various different bodies and you know, you've sustained relationships with, with, with different guys for, for different reasons. Um, what, what's it kind of been like managing all of those? Because again, you know, I've said to you know, some of the other teams that uh, well, that we've spoken to, it's hard to manage you know, your sponsors and people that are invested in the club if you haven't got a product on the field. So has that been difficult for East Kilbride? Has it been okay? And just um, to really yeah, I mean, so I guess to be honest, it's uh, that's probably one that Amanda could answer like a whole lot better. She, she did <laughs> a whole lot of that stuff. But um, no, we, we like there was a few guys um, that have been part of the club in the past, uh, I think are 
her uh, game day sponsors have changed this year, um, and and that's been really really good. So um, like all the different bits and pieces that all come into it, she's the the one that orchestrates all of that. Um, it obviously is difficult when you're not on the field because these things do sort of rely on social media. Um, We've added a guy, he plays for us, um, but also he's been a, a phenomenal addition to the club, uh, Mikey, um, and he's uh, getting us all all geared up for the social run ahead. So, um, yeah, it's it's largely those guys that, that run that sort of thing, but um, sure. it, I mean, it's been great from, from when I got back. I've not really... Um, I can't say that I've noticed any drop off. Is probably good. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And just on the on the plan side of things, any troubles with? Uh, again, there's going to be teams out there that have lost a whole host of people for for whatever reason. Is Kilbride retain retention of players and, and keeping players on that been fine? Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. I think so. One thing that we tried to focus on when when we came back was um, just getting guys back. Um, it wasn't really. I think the club for as long as I've been there, um, there's been like quite a focus on. Uh, driving upwards and um, try to have success. And I know, you know, certainly when I played, it was like all about, you know, we have to compete, we have to compete at the highest levels, we have to be elite, all those sorts of things. But I just don't think this is really the time for that, if I'm honest. Like, I think it's um, it's about getting guys in and making sure people are okay after the whole pandemic. Like, for some people, you know, they've, they've maybe not had such a terrible time. Um, it's been it's been fairly fine if you've you know managed to keep your job and all these sorts of things. But for other guys, it's it's been an absolute nightmare. And I think the idea that you know you ask that guy to come back, um, especially if people have added a wee bit of weight or they've maybe lost mm. their shape a little bit, and you're asking them to come back and just kill themselves with training is just not really suitable. I don't think so. Um, for us, it was all about getting the guys back in and and sort of being a team again and seeing each other on the field and. It's not been perfect. Um, it never is, but uh, it's certainly been. I think the atmosphere is really good. And on Sunday, I, I was really delighted by the sort of response everyone had to the way the game was going. I think we we showed a lot of mental toughness in that, um, which was really nice to see. Because after such a long period off, you're always a little bit, you know, how are people going to react when the stress? Yeah, it's already been so stressful. It still is in a lot of cases. Um, mm. And so I think guys have done a great job, and I think that's been the right approach. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like as a, someone as a, as a southerner, I suppose I'm south of the border now. Uh, although I'm, I'm I'm traveling, I'll be uh, passing you guys next week. I'm going on holiday uh, up in uh, Aberdeenshire, so I'll be passing through um, East the East, East Kilbride part of. Uh, I'll give you a little wave. Was it Junction Five, Hamilton? Isn't it Junction Five of the? Uh, the yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we've got some guys travel down for practice now, so if you can give them the last two, <laughs> sure, we'll do. Yeah, give me their dresses after the after we finish. Um, yeah, again. From the, from the outside looking in, though, you know, Scotland's as obviously with, with COVID seemed to have had a bit of a tougher time of it and getting back on the field and, and, and a bit tougher restrictions and, and whatnot as well. But it's good to see, obviously, you, you at least you guys have, have been able to navigate that. But um, a bit more about the game on, on Sunday. Obviously, um, you won't really know what you were going to get from your team, but you also won't really going to know what you were going to get from Edinburgh. Um, it, what was the what was the game preparation like? Was it just like any other any other game prep from like when, back in 2018, 2019? Or was it a case of, you know, we'll just focus on what we can do. We don't know we don't know what we're going to get from them. We just execute. We go out there and do it and then just see what happens. Yeah, very much the latter. Um, so, I mean, Edinburgh in particular, I think the, a lot of the coaches have changed, a lot of the players have changed, the global pandemics occurred. Um, so he, there was really nothing that was like a, a dead certainty. Um, so the only thing, I think from experience previously, um, we've come out in season openers before and we've gone scouted film from previous years. 
And sometimes that can be quite detrimental because you end up coming out and it's a completely different ball game. And in the UK, you know, unlike the NFL, where you know when the DC is shifted from one place to another and the scheme might follow them, and, and obviously in, in Brit Bowl, you might not know a DC's changed until like halfway through the year. You're like, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think for us, it was very much focusing on ourselves and getting us up to the point where we wanted to be. I think, honestly, if, if I'm very honest, I actually think we we were in a position where I think we maybe got to the point where we probably wanted the game like a little bit earlier, if I'm honest. Um, and it was quite a surprise, to be honest, for me. So um, we just, there was a few practices, uh, or sorry, a couple of practices in the Sundays coming up to the game where I sort of thought like, I wish it had been this weekend. <laughs> that was a really, really strong practice. We looked quite sharp. Um, and if it had been, we might have had some good weather. Um, but obviously, we kind of had to wait off, and you you try not to like overboil at that point. Like you end up losing it because you've you've been in a really good groove. But fortunately, that didn't happen. Um, I don't think we played particularly well, if I'm honest. But um, I think there was a lot, especially the first half. We we really struggled to sort of get out of ourselves, but. Um, the second half. Do, do you know that you're, you're, you're really harsh on yourself? Like, you've, been off, you've been off the field for twenty months, and you're you're busy saying, "Oh, we didn't play well the first half." You know, it's funny. You're the second person today to chin me for that, um, <laughs> like me greeting about like us as not playing well. Now, that's obviously the guys did a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, it's just that the reality that you know, in terms of what we've seen in practice, I think we've we've been yeah. better in practice um, than we were the, the first quarter, and maybe the sorry first half, maybe the third quarter as well. We. We just were very tense, but it's understandable. Um, and I think after, particularly after we got the first score, I think it opened up a little bit and you could see guys were starting to have fun. And I think that's the problem. It's always been the problem, um, you know, even pre-COVID, is that when people tense up, they add the pressure. And when the pressure's added, that's that's not, you know, it's good for no one. You really want to just feel no pressure at all rather than um, sort of try and thrive under it. So, um I think once the the pressure was sort of lifted a wee bit and we, we were starting to feel ourselves, it was it was good. Yeah, and I say you've got a game against Inverclyde coming up. I'm, I'm sure like that you'll be able to get the team going straight off the off the bat, and they'll I say they'll loosen up because it be like it won't be won't be any rust to well not as much rust to, to knock off. But uh, were there any any particular message you gave to the team as you, as you stepped onto the field or in the in the training leading up to the game? Uh, again, I guess you didn't have to motivate them much because it was just getting on the back, back <laughs> on the field. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think. So the, it probably feels, it's not really the year for it, but at the same time, we, so when I took over the team in 2018, um, that was the year we had a really bad year, we were in 10, we were, we were terrible, to be honest, um, and it, it had started poorly and it was it proved pretty difficult to recover, so um, the Wolves had beaten us that year, they'd overtaken us, um, and it just, it felt like we had to sort of restart a little bit. Um, and so the, you know, our youth and junior setup, we were greeting on about that all the time. Um, but for good reasons, like um, pulling through a lot of players from there, we've had a really good addition of guys from Stirling University, um, have been great. We've got guys from a few different universities. And then obviously the guys who were in that team back in 2018, who, you know, heaps and heaps of them really talented players in their own right, um, probably shouldn't have been in that position. So I think we, uh, we picked ourselves up from that. Um, we went through 2019, obviously the COVID has then happened and we kind of got to this game maybe a little early, maybe. Um, I don't know if early is really what I mean, but we, we sort of, it happened to us rather than us yeah. sort of to that point. So, um, 
yeah, I think once once we got here, it was well understood that this is the sort of the mark again is you know getting back to the number one team in Scotland and um, getting back up to to at least a competitive level. And you know, credit to Edinburgh, they were it was a really competitive game, which is um, which is what you want. Like you don't want to be playing in games where the difference is thirty or forty points. Um, you want to be playing in games where it's super competitive because those, from my own experience, were um, really really good back in the day. So. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good, but I didn't. I don't really feel like I needed to say all that much. I think guys were pretty aware of like that um, threshold yeah. met. Yeah, sure. And uh, that probably brings me quite nicely onto my, onto my next point. Obviously, this season isn't a, a season in its traditional sense. Obviously, you know, some te- there's some teams that are like, okay, this is a pre-season up for for 2022. Uh, how how are you and the team kind of approaching the season of um, you know? We get back into the fine tunes, get back into the into the mojo of, of playing games, or is it a case of like full steam ahead? Yeah, you know, we're going to pretend that we're we're fighting to, to to compete for a bowl that obviously doesn't exist. Um, yeah, what's what's the kind of attitude? I know you guys always give it one hundred percent, and from all the things I ever see, but you know, from a from a playing standpoint, is it a case of just you know get back into the groove and then you know go full steam ahead for twenty twenty two, or is this all flat out now and away we go? Yeah, you might as well. Uh, so I, I think the only thing I preface by saying is. You know, obviously, we wanted to get the team back together, um, and it has been very much a priority of making sure that people are back involved and happy, and and the team's a positive environment for them. Like that's the the number one thing. Um, but I think one thing that we've seen is that quite naturally, guys just get competitive, and and competition sort of breeds competition. And then, I I think it's funny because you can come in with one intention, um, which is like you were talking about the the. I mean, I don't know that we'd ever called that preseason, but the idea of like the sort of shortened season and it's all a little bit COVID um, hamstrung. Um, I don't think it's really been the case that we've assumed that that's what it, it is. I think it's we go out and we go to play, um, and I don't think um, for all what of a, a better phrase, I don't think turning everything into a friendly would have been useful. Um, I think all we'd essentially have done is devalued the actual like why we're here. So. Um, yeah, I think we just went in it with a full intention of winning. Um, sure. And did it? Do, you know, just a quick word on the divisions. Um, obviously, uh, the, the, the realignment being more focused around geographical to save on travel and cost and that, that kind of stuff. Obviously, Scotland, I know, obviously, is not the biggest country in the world, and um, you know, I mean, travel up to Aberdeen's always a, is it always an interesting journey? But are you were you surprised or were you happy with the way the divisions for, for you you were aligned? Obviously, Edinburgh coming over to you is just as long as Edinburgh going to Dunfermline, but they're in two different divisions. What did you make of the alignment? And you know, obviously, probably another question for Amanda. But um, your just your thoughts generally on on how the season came about and the division alignment. Um, I think it was a, a pretty reasonable solution. I mean, I. So I, I've never really, I'm not overly concerned about where we have to travel to. Um, and I think the club's set up in such a way that we don't really have to worry too much about that. We've always been quite secure due to the way the club's run um, with the idea that we might have to get a bus or, you know, it used to be with the idea that we might have to travel to London for a s- semi-final or something like that um, out of the blue. And that's, you know, whatever cost for travel, we'd probably go down one night, there's a hotel, blah, 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 blah. So um, I, I don't, I've never really, been overly concerned about distance, um, but obviously with COVID there, you don't necessarily want to go dragging that halfway across the country. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought it was a fairly reasonable solution. Um, and in terms of tiering it, I know Dunfermline, 
Uh, obviously, they're with um, Inverness and others in the, I think it, is it Scotia? Is that what they call that division? Uh, uh, Saltire, yeah. So they're with, um, with Highland um, and um, the other two escape me now. Highland, yeah. Um, I can't remember the other they, two now. <laughs> um, yeah, they, it's hard to remember because they all move around. It used to be like you, you had them in your head in groups. But, um, mm. but yeah, so the I, I think the idea that you, you tier it is probably sensible. Um because that obviously has always been the, the major argument against regionalizing the divisions and then having a playoff structure after that has been, well, there might only be in fact I think we were, you know, we were a prime example of that. It was um when I first joined, we stayed in the Prem and then it was us and five teams, the most northerly of which I think was Coventry. Um so and then after that it was like Sussex, Bristol and three London teams, I think. Or far well, Farnham. I don't know if they count as London, but um, but yeah. So it was it was super super south, and that was the problem. Is that essentially we were the only one up here. You couldn't regionalize the divisions because for us it would have been a walkover at the time. But at the same time, you couldn't really um, you couldn't really you know detriment those other teams by um, uh, by suddenly blowing up the prem. So um, we took the step down at the time. But I think that's it's always been the the trick is like you try to find the way where it's competitive, and I think we're probably going to be a relatively competitive division. Um, we'll yeah, see obviously yeah, yeah. yeah, no, certainly. The I think Dumfries and Clyde Valley were the other two, I think, in the Saltire. I can't I don't think they're in your division, but um, yeah, I mean, there are, I don't again, I don't know how much you've been keeping check on, you know, all the ones south of the border, and you know, you've got teams that have, have pulled out with COVID injuries, or you know, just some of them, dare I say, have just decided to pull out, and we won't get into the into the schematics of that, but um. Yeah, it's it's just been a bit of a shame. Like you know, from week to week, you never really know what you're going to get, especially in 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 England. Um, obviously, we've only had we only one two weeks in and two games into the Scottish side, so uh, hopefully yeah. they don't kind of fall 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 by the wayside for some of the teams there. But um, your your thoughts on uh, again this this season? Is it just about? Uh, yeah. At what, at what point will you focus on 2022? You know, getting back to you know, fo- focusing on the, the the likes of Manchester and Tamworth and, and all the rest of it. Is that kind of how how far in the mindset is 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 that with you guys? Well, if, firstly, if I'm able to be focusing on Manchester and Tamworth, that would be ideal because that we not have to play them. <laughs> um, but uh, and that's that's what we want to be doing. Um, I think the reality is that um, we just got to finish this year. Um, we can't, you know. I think it's it's always the challenge. Teams always you always see people try to get ahead of themselves, like thinking about X, Y, and Z. And you know, even you think back to the playoffs, uh, the last time we were in the playoffs, and everyone's thinking about well, what happens if we finish first? What happens if we finish second? Or Thumberland mm-hmm. the last game of the year, um, and then we do we have to go to Sanwell or does someone come to us? And it's it's like all these these bits and pieces that go into it, and then you never really know. Um, you never really know, you know, sometimes game to game what the next game is going to throw up. Uh, so I think it's just like this year, we'll focus on this year, we'll focus on the teams in front of us. Um, yeah. And if, if by, I mean, I, I think this is probably, it's probably wisdom more than anything else to look at um, sort of organising the leads because I think some teams have shown that they're in trouble um, and, and some teams have shown that they're still super strong. So I think you just got to make sure that what you're not going to do is have a terrible year the following year because you put, um, you know, for example, you mentioned Sussex at the start. So let's say hypothetically you put Sussex back into the division they're in. Well, are they going to be able to do that? So um, I think that's the risk. And I think the league could probably look at being able to 
um, ensure that everything's met. Um, but that's a whole. You go down another route because then it's yeah, yeah. That's another hour. Standards and all these things. <laughs> the criteria that we should have as teams and you know use setups and things like that. So that's probably a, a chat for another day. And just finally, Joe, have you been able to? I know you only just played one game, but rotation-wise, getting second, third, fourth guys in in positions, you've been able to do that. Any on on Sunday? Is that something you'll be looking to do? Obviously, in the client coming up. Yeah, it was certainly. So it's funny because that's I, I'm. If anyone that has listened to me drivel on about it will know that I'm absolutely a massive fan of rotating. Like I'd like to make sure that everyone gets game time. If it, I always think it's an effort-related thing. If you're at practice, you're putting in the effort, you get the game time. Um, it's always more challenging if the game is really close. Um, and obviously on Sunday, although I think it finished 14 nothing, but um, but it wasn't until I think we scored right at the end of the third. Um, so it was close for the entire time. I think most people got some time, but I think we'd like more. We always want more. Um, and I think it's just sensible. When it, Even when I think back to my playing days, like you play right into massive massive leads and sometimes that's because there wasn't you know anybody to take your spot but i think we're in a position where we are relatively deep um and i always think that once you get to a certain point you really want to make all the players on your roster better um because as soon as you lose one you really wish that other guy had played a lot of snaps in the previous games um and I, like from experience in 2019 i think we benefited a lot from that we had uh, I think like eight or nine different guys caught touchdown passes and we had like four running backs with, with TDs and that's how it should be. Um we should we should make sure that we've got guys able to um able to score for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I say, yeah, again, you can have an opportunity to do that against Inverclyde uh, and coming up in the say in the division that you're in. Obviously, there's hopefully again we've we've knock on wood, uh, it'll touch wood that no teams are, are dropping out or struggling. Yeah, well, Inverclyde, Inverclyde, a lot of guys that I used to play with play for Inverclyde. Oh yeah, so yeah. I'm, oh no, no. I'm sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't discouraging. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, not, yeah, I'm not another, sleeping. Another sixty minutes. Nothing. Another sixty minutes just to play. It was, yeah, it was yeah. yeah. I think I think they'll be alright. I think they could shock people. I think um, like Bud who who runs Inverclyde. I think he does a good job. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I will. Yeah. No, no. It's just, just again, just really another sixty minutes to get to get on the field, get practice, and, and all the rest of it. But uh, yeah, good to good to hear. Obviously, things are going going as, as well as they were kind of a couple of years ago with with EKP. Again, it's always a team I look out for on the on the on the fixture list and. Uh, I need to get need to get your games on on a stream or something or something in Scotland because I miss I miss my Scottish football. Um, but anyway, that's that's just that's, that's something I'll go and break myself about anyway. But uh, good to speak to you, Jamie, as, as always. Uh, and I say good to good, good luck for the rest of the season. Again, hopefully uh, for, for your guys and you know, get you, you get what you want out of the season and then all we'll full steam ahead back to back to the Prem for 2022, 2023 and, and all the rest of it. So uh, no doubt we'll we'll catch up at some point, uh, you know, a couple of months down the line, maybe next year. See how you, how you're getting on. But uh, appreciate your time as always. Um, um, yeah, as you say, if you are a fan of Britball, don't forget you can you can catch all of our content at full ten yards.com. You have me have me previews, my results. Um if you check out I, I don't know if I've put it up yet by the time you, you watch this, but my uh, my results for week seven uh, percentage took a bit of a hit this week, uh, mainly because I picked the bloody wolves over the pirates, and I'll know I'll know not to I'll know not to do that again. Um <laughs> I'd have to see when you play next time. Uh, so don't let me down next time, I'll pick you guys. Um, <laughs> no, no, I've just jinxed you now. Um but yeah, any um as I, the week eight preview will be up a bit later in the week as well and if you are an nfl fan don't forget you can check out our nfl season guide is available on the website uh all, all sales uh 400 pages worthy of of the nfl season getting you ready for this upcoming season all sales will go back to, uh, as we help people coach 
coached, uh, qualified in coaching, qualified in officiating as well. So you can check that all out on our website, full10yards.com. Thanks again to Jamie for joining us. We'll see you next time when we do this all again for the game. <laughs> yes, Ace. Thanks very much, Tim. If my exit, exit will play, will my, will my exit play? No. Nope. <laughs>